0: welcome right into the studio hidden nation you got josh carey your hidden entrepreneur you're tuned into 710 wor the voice of new york and anytime you want you don't have to wait for these new episodes to air you can pull up that free iHeartRadio app and look at the whole back catalog including the back catalog of all of your favorite shows programs podcasts and music Always updating on that iHeartRadio app. Today, a Nation, we have a great show for you, an inspiring one, I might add. We're joined by our guest, Anthony John Hoare, who is the author of the newly released book available right now on Amazon or wherever you get your book. It's called Lucifer's Lair. And I got to tell you, this is a page turner. You're going to want to check this one out. Anthony, so good to have you on the program today. Thank you for joining. Mm-hmm. So we, you have written Lucifer's Lair. Have you written a book like this before? Because I was telling you, I almost couldn't put it down. It's wonderful.
1: Uh, This was my very first attempt at writing a book. Really? Um, It took me a long time to write it. As I think I told you earlier on, uh, I started off the book as a writing exercise to improve my English. It was really, really poor. And uh, So and anyway, through the course of this book, I, uh, I eventually got it published, and uh, there it sat for perhaps 10, 15 years, and uh, just recently there's been some interest in it, so um, I took it to an editor and had it get it checked out by an editor properly. And she read the, it wasn't cheap for a reading either. Uh, She read the whole thing and uh, she mentioned things about the book that showed she had definitely read read it from page to page, cover to cover. And um, after I had asked her price for total edit, and she said, uh, trying to think of her words, uh, an author of your, it wasn't talent, uh, ability, or uh, caliber. Yeah, caliber was in that too. Uh, doesn't need someone like me to correct your work. She said, "I there's nothing I can do for you. I suggest you throw away uh, spell check, get the dictionary back
0: out, and uh, do your own editing. And that's what I did. So if I heard this correctly, you had you had this book or a version of this book written for 10 to 15 years before it was published and finalized.
1: And um, on the on the journey, uh, as I was told to you before, I uh, I had a brush with um, the music industry because uh, I I wrote a song and. I sent something into a competition, and uh, they gave an evaluation. But I had to wait uh, three months for the evaluation. Uh, there was over, there was 44,000 entries in that uh, particular competition. And to my surprise, I, they didn't tell me where I finished, but they told me I finished the competition in the top 10. And I didn't think that that was a very uh, modest song. So I, uh, with that under my belt, I applied to a smaller competition, which was uh, uh, in uh, Nashville. And uh, before I I, I entered the competition, I had to send in the, the lyrics, and by return mail, I. They gave me the contract. I didn't. Even, I never went in for the competition. I wrote, wrote a couple more songs for them, and then I went to another studio, and I didn't even have to uh, advertise. You know, oh yeah, it take took me right in. You know, once you're in that crowd, here. so in any way, that was where I got my writing knowledge from. Uh, in from my character, Barbara. Uh, she's a songwriter, producer, and uh, from banking—that was strange too. I uh, I happened to uh, be talking to a gentleman oh several years ago, and uh, he asked me. He he was uh, well up in the banking industry, shall we say? And he asked me uh, about what I knew about banking. I said very little. I said, but, I said, you know, I gave him a speech and he looked at me and said, uh, you must have uh, been at one of this man's interviews, uh, presentations, I said, no, he said, but what you said, he said, I can imagine that coming from him, he said, my father worked for him, and he is the he was at that point in time the president of the World Bank. So, <laughs> oh, I hit another milestone. So uh, anyway, I uh, I wrote a few more songs after that. You know, and, uh, then I had a stroke, and I was um, i would written two books, and I was well into the third book. And I... Uh, I've done very little work on that since uh, my coordination uh, mm. is is somewhat lacking uh, I write about things that I feel and uh, experience and um, putting it down into writing, I have my own flair for for that uh, venue uh, but um That's all well and good, but now I can no no longer write without, I have to look at the keyboard and punch in the numbers, I'm doing this, where my keyboard is, I'm looking, uh, punching my numbers and see what I've written after I've written a sentence. And as you can imagine, I've I've only just learned this trick to write it, and it's taken me, an extreme time to, to write anything. I'm up to about uh, the 15th or 17th chapter in this new series. It's based on a follow-on say 50 years later from when Lucifer's Lair ended. Mm-hmm. It's these people are grown up and there's a whole new venue to talk about and I will revisit some of the older people in the, the first book and uh, try to elaborate on that and uh, recreate their characters uh, and um, put a different slant on where they were going in the last chapter to where they are today and how how the book, how the story changed their lives. you'd have to read the end to understand what I'm talking about, but if you've read the some of the book, you'll understand that it's very complex the way I write, but very easy to understand. You know, I'm, I'm not a writer that uh, writes stuff that uh, is uh, no way understandable. It's you know, accessible. I, I, I want it to be I like to paint picture in a person's mind and let them create what they think the story should be. You know, uh, I I was talking to a lady yesterday, Uh, one one scene in in the story is, um, imagine a a, a peer, a, a, a pleasure peer in England, probably about 60, 70 years ago, and this Pleasure pier, uh, way I can express myself is bun- bunting flying from every high pinnacle. Okay, you know strings of bunting. That's how they used to decorate things, and I put uh, bunting from flying from every high elevation, crackled to a dance orchestrated by the breeze, and. That's got a paint picture in your mind. What do you think of um, bunting, flapping in the breeze to a to a sound makes a sound of crackle, So a crackle to the dance.
0: You, <laughs> Anthony, today what I'm getting is you are you're an artist. Right In every stretch, you've written this book, published. You're well into your next book. You've written music and songs. You have a grasp, certainly, of the English language and how to paint pictures. And this is only in your current era of life. What were you doing prior to this? And was there any semblance and connection to this? No whatsoever.
1: I, I'm 82 years old. You're what? I'm 82 years old. 82? Yes. And um, go on. So I've done many things in my life. I uh, I started off as, in a foundry. I worked in a foundry, and uh, I made journeyman and uh, I got accolades for my apprenticeship in there, and that bored me, so I quit the day. They fired me actually. I was such a bad <laughs> apprentice. I lost two or three days a week on a regular basis. They felt glad to see the back of me. So from that I went into the aircraft industry and I worked at that for a while and I made an A-rate a- uh, aircraft. Figure. And uh, that was interesting but it was limited to my scope of Things. I wanted to be out there, shall we say. So I, uh, I got an A-rate in that, you know, that A-rate better. And when I left, the, the uh, superintendent called me into the office and wanted to know why I was leaving. And if I ever wanted to come back, my job was there. So that was a better thumbs up. So anyway, I went into the construction industry. And I worked in the construction industry, mostly drywall finishing, that sort of thing, anything like get and uh, I worked at that for a number of years and I and my last job there was I worked as a teacher in that industry. I made it to the top the option and uh, I got a phone call one night and they said, "We need a teacher for the uh, painting and drywall." Equipment. Part of our our industry, I said, Hey, I can do that. (laughs) I've had a few beers and music to say. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, I've been thrust into that one. So, I worked in that for about another year on and on. I always told them that, you know, I was only doing it as a stand in until they got someone to do it, period. But they they didn't want to let me go. I didn't want to stay. So, anyway, um, I finished with that and Went back to my writing work. I never left it the then, but I I was able to put more time into it, and uh, I wrote a few more songs. I've not pushed or done anything with just that. And you know, I that's all I can say about me right now. I just about at uh, the bottom of my. The, the
0: thought on that one if, if you have something to ask me now yes 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 i, yes. I, I will I, always I will have something it. to ask so, you yeah. this is uh in, incredible so you're you've like i said you've you've entered into this artistic and creative phase of life looking back on your life through this lens what do you make of all this what do you feel about all this
1: well, you, ha- you have uh, various um, aspects of your life that you want to remember and sooner forget about. And uh, I, I've had a good life, and uh, I have no complaints. And, uh, I've been satisfied with the way I've lived my life. And uh, if through this book, a bit of uh, financial... Um, profit comes my way, I have a couple of holidays that I would love to take. <laughs> uh, that would be my aim. I'm, I'm too old to uh, have visions of doing much more than enjoying writing, uh, making what I write better than the last thing I wrote, and uh, just carry on in that.
0: That so, yeah. So what can you say you've you've learned or that what kind of wisdom can you impart on those following in your footsteps? What do they need to know?
1: Well, never give up. And uh, I think I, I mentioned this to you earlier on, um, you know, if you doubt yourself, shoot from shoot for stars and then look over your shoulder when you reach the moon and think, how far have I just come to get here? And that,
0: that gives you inspiration. Is that what you do? You actively recall those moments of gratitude for yourself?
1: Yeah, I know the
0: people.
1: I mean, uh, I'm- I'm not a single cell person, you know. I I got lots of friends and that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So you're you're writing this this new book. Tell us about this. Well, it starts off
1: exactly uh, fifty years yeah. after the birth of the main character in Lucifer's lair. Uh, he becomes the main character, the the son of. Ian, and Barbara. And uh, this is his life story. And then I can't tell you too much more about what happens to him, because that'll spoil the... It matches up with the end of the last book, you see. And if I tell you the end of the last book, that would be... All I can say is in the last uh, chapter of Lucifer's Lair. Um, Barbara is walking along uh, northwards on, on on the promenade uh, after parking her her car, and she passes the old pier. This is like twenty years, thirty no, about fifteen years ago. The old pier at that time had been burnt down; it was in total racking the ruin, It has been rebuilt since then. But anyway, she passes the old pier. And uh, that stirs memory. This is in the uh, epilogue. That stirs memories. And she looks across the road at the Winter Gardens Pavilion, that she had very fond memories of. And uh, she slips her hand into her pocket and retrieves her Tape recorder, which she carries with her always nowadays, as an older memory, as a habit of misplacing words. So she as the song, as her thoughts transmits into a song, she starts singing into the microphone. And this is the last song in uh, the book. If you like, I'd sing a few bars for you. Please do. Yes. In this mixed up chaotic world, I now regard to be my life. Face sweet confusion and in inner strife. drawn like a magnet to the saws, you are special place. Where memories ghosting through. In that time, that breeze, that breeze swept through my mind. You can hear the cobwebs on a time. Such memories flowing through of our love when it was new, and I thought of this. I thought of it. Rekindling embers along thought of As I thought of this. I thought of, this. I thought of And there's another three verses. I called that one Cobwebs of Time. That's so, all because it's the the cobwebs of time cleared by the whole well. Wow.
0: Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the cobwebs of time as it relates to you. If I heard you before, you said you, you had a stroke recently? Yeah, Yeah, about a year ago. Wow. Okay. So how uh, with how with that kind of uh, condition that you've gone through um to your current life today how do you keep a smile on your face
1: i do always <laughs>
0: honestly but anyway uh, i
1: i lost my license driving license for a year and um my doctor said i'd never get it back i, I was incapable and uh, my psychologist was more uh, faithful to my perspective. And uh, he basically pushed me to go for my license. So I, I, I went for my license and it took oh forever to get into that, get through the bureaucracy to arrange another driving test for so, myself. And that was a three hour totally driving experience. I had to be drive for one and a half hours with an the instructor. Then, after that, I pulled in and she said, You seem fit to go. There's usually a half an hour's wait, but if you want, I'll that. I said, Start it now, bring it on. So, anyway, I went through that one and uh, I, I passed. You passed. And, uh,
0: you got your license back. Yes, yes. See, so this um, is amazing because you said your doctor originally told you no you will not drive again yes yeah. but then you found someone in your corner that restructured the thoughts and beliefs in your head to say get that go you can do it
1: yes yes and uh, I I went to the clinic uh, quite a few times and um, I must thoughts started to clear, shall we say. And um, uh, the only thing I have a problem with now is uh, I find the correct words hard to grasp. Sometimes the correct words for me to say, (laughs) and uh, usually I I, I skirt around it by changing to other words, similar, whatever. And um, I I just persevered. And when I did pass the test, uh, there were three people there, they had their supervisor, blah, blah, blah. blah. And they seemed quite surprised. And uh, I said, How long do I take before I get my license from Victoria, which is the head office? They said, Well, my phone ran away. Oh, okay. So, anyway, the lady in charge said, uh, Oh, um, you got your license uh, stand over there we take your photo and you drive away with your full license I said wow thank you she said but why, why do they answer so quick she said well basically we don't usually get people that pass their tests on such a high standard I said well what she said yeah she said uh, you had like uh, I think it was six or seven demerits against you in that driving test. She said one was uh, you stopped a little too close to the stop line three times. She said uh, two times or three times you didn't look over your shoulder but well, I always glance over my shoulder I got quick reactions you know she said you didn't glance over your shoulder uh you know, you go off. <laughs> said, so that went against you. She had two, two or three points against that. She said, but you you passed with one of the highest ratings we've had. <laughs> said, I said, Well, wow. she said you asked for your driver's license to be reinstated, but when you won't well, reinstated, you asked if you have all of your driving record uh uh, reinstated too. She said, That's a strange thing to ask. Said, why, why did you ask that? I said, Well, I've only had uh, three speeding tickets in, in, since I've been driving uh, 54 years. And she, her face dropped. She said, You've only had four speeding tickets in 54 years? I said, Yeah. I said, One was about 40 years ago. I said, It was 25 years ago. <laughs> face, there were three of them. <laughs> her face dropped. <laughs>
0: But that was a that was a kick for me. Yeah. Wow. Let's talk about the book before we part today, Anthony. Yes. Lucifer's Lair. You wrote this in tandem with, or I should say you had it produced with Authors Unit, and you worked with, specifically, you worked with Alice Gray on the project. What was that experience like, working with Authors Unit and Alice? With Alice, Steve a what's up
1: with Alice she's a gem and that's all I can say I, uh, she, she's a wonderful person to work with and uh, yeah I really enjoy it. I, I uh, they seem to have changed their management somewhat in the last week or two month or so I don't know I've been away on holiday so I can't comment on uh, their their new staff. That would be
0: unfair. Yeah, I wouldn't expect you to. Just wanted to get your perspective on author unit. Love to give them a shout out. Highly yes. recommended. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: I've, I've had good experience with what
0: it. What was their role, author unit, and certainly working with Alice Gray? What was their position in getting the book to publication? Uh,
1: not much because I was uh it had been published by Paige Turner and uh they uh basically okayed it through their system. And I didn't hear much from that. You know, I I edited it very good.
0: Yeah, but working with Alice is a gem.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Good. Lucifer's Lair, available now on Amazon. How does that feel to have that book published?
1: Great. Please. Yes. but now it comes the um the other thing getting it it's okay getting it published it's getting it uh, put out there and all
0: that's right yes. that's yes. what we're here for yes so there you I... go hidden nation i hope you enjoyed my conversation with anthony john Hor, the author of the new book lucifer's lair available on amazon go check it out anthony Engaging, intriguing, really insightful dialogue. Really, really thrilled that I had the pleasure uh, to to connect with you today and learn about you and your history. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. It was a conversation rather than an interview. (laughs) Of course,
0: that's what we're going for. Aren't we always, Hidden Nation? Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, get yourself out there. Show up, be visible like Anthony. Do what feels right. Go along your life and implement the good. We're going to do this again before real soon. Until we do, thanks so much for tuning in. Take care. Be well.